We're all getting ready for Christmas, and it's nice to have an extra week this year, at least as a as an older guy, it's nice to have an extra week, it feels like, between Thanksgiving and Christmas to do, to do stuff. And I like to do stuff with my favorite helper, my grandson. And Friday was a great day because I got them all to myself all morning. And I didn't have to share them with my wife. I got them all to myself. So what we did is we did our chores. Do you ever do chores with your moms and dads? Yep, with your grandmas and grandpas? Yeah, grandmas and grandpas especially like to do chores because you can always get candy when you're done doing your chores. Want some candy, Papa? I need some candy. So the first thing we did is we went to Costco and got gas. Now, I wanted, just, I wanted to flash up on the screen today how much the gas cost because it was such a treat. It was only $4.35 a gallon. I looked into my truck. I looked at my grandson. I said, crew, it's just like they're giving it away. He goes, can I have my water? It's just awesome. So we went from there to Home Depot and I had some stuff. I had to clean out my dryer lint and get all that thing out too. It's just a big mess. And, and then he was there helping me the whole time. And my grandson's very verbal the whole time. Where are we going? What are we getting? What do we need? How we need it? How much does it cost? Where are we going? We stand in line. Want to go here? And, and so we wandered around Home Depot a little bit. It was just absolutely fantastic. He's three years old. How old are most of you? Eight. Eight. Or in Spanish? Ocho. Yeah, you're ocho. That's fantastic. So he's three. He's just, just big enough that I can let him go ahead of me or to the side of me a little bit and he can find and put his little, yeah, just a little bit. And, uh, Again, it's, it's a total joy, right? We're getting prepared for Christmas. We're doing our things and making sure we're getting, getting our chores done, done together. One of the places we stopped then when we were done with that was at my mom's house, Crew's great-grandma. And um, he, he just made my mom's life when we stopped. And uh, she was getting out Christmas stuff. She was getting out the little crash and the, you know, and all the stuff that goes with it. And she would ask my grandson, who is this? And he would say, well, that's Joseph. And who's this? Well, that's Mary. And this is a donkey. And this is baby Jesus. And he yeah, got the whole thing, right? Like a three-year-old. And uh, my mom looked at my grandson and she said uh, to me, she said, your father gave me this manger scene 50 years ago. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So what my grandson was doing was helping my mom unpack all the heirlooms that were a function of our family story and life together. And it became very meaningful very quickly. It wasn't like, just throw the stuff up and get out. We got to get shopping. It was like, oh. And things were unwrapped beautifully and, and put beautifully in the crash. Uh, kind of like a three-year-old would do it, not like a designer would do it, not like our tree and stuff, kind of like a three-year-old. But the, the amount of care and the amount of love and the story that went with that is just the coolest thing in the world. And to see my mom at 82, almost 83, with my grandson, who's three going on four next year, and seeing how that story of our family translates from one generation to the next, to the next, to the next, is a powerful part of the season of Advent and Christmas. Can you help me? 
You guys can read. Your reading is amazing. I just love it. So get ready. Now I'm going I'm to come back to you. But those Advent candles, as, as Jim said, it, it, it helps us think a little bit about gifts that maybe aren't as expensive or maybe more expensive, more costly than um, stuff we can buy at Costco or Home Depot. Love, peace. After 2023, how many of you wish for a, maybe a little box under the tree that just is peace? And joy, as the children sing, we experience that joy. It's like we're pulled out of the mundane things of life and all the stuff we gotta do. We're, we're brought into this for an hour and 15 minutes into something that's eternal, something that's joyful. Or as 2023 ends, that word becomes powerful to me. Sense of hope. Not that everything's going to be fine and work out for me, but that hope that God is working among us to bring love and peace and joy to the world. That's the hope that comes at Christmas, the hope that they, that they sang of. Okay, you ready to read? Okay, good. Let's read this together. We'll start. I'll read the first part with uh, Matthew, 8, Matthew 1, and you guys read the rest with me. Okay, here we go. Matthew 1, 18 to 21. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Okay. Oh. Okay. Ready? But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. As we close this year, as we say goodbye to 2023, I don't know about you, but I need a little sense of renewal for my heart and soul. 2023 was tough. And I don't know why. I don't really care why. All I know is that I've got about four weeks to put my heart in a good frame of reference to get ready to welcome in 2024. And so as we do that, there's a couple of pieces of this that I think we can do together. And one is take moments like this of reflection. I'm reminded that we are human beings, not human doings. And so we do and do and do and do and do. I don't know about you, but I'm a list person and I check all my list off. My last thing to do today was preach at the 1030 service and watch the Chiefs Packers game kick off at 515, right? Go, 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 do, do, do. But I'm reminded that during these weeks before Christmas and before the dawn of a new year, that it's powerful to reflect on the presence of God in our lives and families. And have a moment to give thanks to God for those things that are wonderful and to ask God's help with those things that have been 
painful. And for me in my life, we talked about is Pastor Tim perfect? I always love that. Am I, if you only knew, right? If you only knew. That word repentance is a powerful word because that word repentance means to turn away. It means to turn away from those things that are painful and arduous and yucky for us and our souls. And in turning away from that to turn to the Lord Jesus, which the music this morning with the children singing and them reading the lessons is a marvelous way to turn back away from self, away from the things that are maybe toxic in our lives and turn back in repentance to Jesus and begin to think about what a new year looks like and how a new year unfolds and maybe new habits, heart habits for that new, new year. And then that sense of renewal. I don't know about you, if all we did was listen to the children sing for an hour, I'd be good. It, it really means that much to me and to many of us. They're fabulous. It renews my spirit to see young people at St. John's. This February, we're going to celebrate 140 years of Christian education at St. John's. 141 years ago, they gathered together in this little bitty church that was about the first four rows up here. And they said in German, you know, we got to have a church. And then they got their church going. And some of the families who started that church six generations ago are still here this morning. It's a powerful thing. But St. John's continues to be renewed bit by bit and day by day by the power of God working in your lives, by God sending Jesus into the world, not to save us from commercialism, not to save us from all the politics and economics, but, but to save his people from their sins so that we would dispense and dispose of the sins and the painful pieces of 2023 under the love of Jesus and then to press on into 2024 with love and joy and peace and hope. Because the focus of Christmas is the focus of Jesus. Ask a second grader on your way home with donut crumbs all over their face and spilling on your car. You ask them about the meaning of Christmas and the joy of Jesus. And they can tell you the whole story. What did Jesus do? Well, he came to save us from our sins. Right. And to turn our consciences back to God in the best possible way so that in here we would have love and joy and peace and hope. And so we celebrate that today, right? Again, we've got the students singing. Are you going to sing some more or are you done? No. No, we're going to sing some more. Who's the person who said watch? When you got to the end, you said what? Watch. Right? I love that. Whosever kid that is, I'll buy you a donut after church. That's fantastic. Watch. Couldn't have hit it better myself. No question about watch. And, and instead of getting lulled to sleep by culture and all we got to do and being exhausted from this and that and the other thing, we, we have an opportunity to be renewed and to find a, a focus and a clarity to our God's love for us in Jesus as we head to the end of the world. And so all of what we're doing this morning, the students singing, the new members joining the church, the scriptures being read by the children and heard by us, we're going to gather around the table of the Lord in a moment and we're going to be reminded that renewal comes from Jesus himself. 
a little bit of bread and a little bit of wine, but we're touched by the body and blood of Jesus, by his promise and his love. It's what keeps us awake and saying, watch out, wait, Uh uh-huh, he's coming back. That's cool. I'll be ready. And, And singing together. I don't know, Micah, I think we've got a pretty good singing outfit here. Like I said, we should have the second graders sing every Sunday, every service, because just phenomenal. And that singing, those words and those tunes, they stick in our souls. And when we're tired and we're worn out, we remember, Savior of the nations comes, silent night, joy to the world. And there's a renewal that comes for us as we rehearse those songs and speak them again and sing them again in our conscience. There's a couple pieces I want to leave with you. And one is this. Don't cut Christmas short. My grandson and I walked into Home Depot on Friday at about maybe 10.30. And he goes, look, Papa. I go, what? He goes, look. And it was one of those inflatables. And just a week ago, the inflatables had been everywhere on the... uh, on the Home Depot out in Savi Ranch. They, they were everywhere. They were huge. They had, it was just awesome. I was like, ah! And now it's all kind of put away. It was only December 1st or 1st on Friday. And it's all put away. Don't put Christmas away too early. Let Christmas touch your heart a little bit before you put all the stuff out and back and then say, okay, here we go. A young pastor went to an older pastor and he said, what do I need to do to be a good pastor? And the old pastor looked at the young guy and he said, only one thing. He said, what do you mean only one thing? Being a pastor it ain't easy and people and serving administration, leadership, preaching everywhere. He said, he said to the young guy, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And the young guy said, yeah, 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 yeah. Now what, now what, now what, now what, now what? He goes, no, no, one thing. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. I don't want to be like Home Depot. I don't want to just blow through the next days and say, oh, I'm good, I'm done, I checked the boxes. I'd like to have something happen in my heart between then and now that gives me a sense of renewal and connection to my family and to all those I love, and to the Lord Jesus with a little bit different light and flavor and a sense of peace. And I want you to join me in that as well. In our family, we have one of these. Do you you guys still do advent calendars? It's kind of a German thing. Anybody do it? Yeah, I do. That's cool, huh? This is one of our heirlooms. We got this out this week, and there's 24 days, 24 days of Christmas, and, and there's little Velcro things on it. Every day you take out something and stick it on the thing, right? So what do we got? I don't know. Did, did he already stick it up this morning, Justin? Did he already put his thing up? Yeah, I figured. Because he's like, ah! Before he went to bed last night, ah, I got to put it up. It's like, my wife said, you got to wait. You got to wait. So a little liturgy in our house is going to be putting whatever's next up. And we tell the story of Jesus and the story of Christmas in a way that a three-year-old can understand that we're in a special season 
and in a way that we can all together tell the story of Jesus who came to save his people from their sins in a way that's not preachy or condescending but loving and kind and soft. And when we get to the 24th of December, Jesus in the manger, the gift of life to you and me, a clean conscience towards God, and the peace that passes all understanding. And with that, it gives us as a family something to talk about. What do you think the shepherds said? How do you think the lambs, were they loud? I don't know. What do you think? Oh, Papa, I think they were loud. It gives us something to talk about that is transcendent and beautiful rather than something that's more anxiety and more pressure. And finally, it's just a little reminder that in all the stuff that goes on in the world, that on December 24th, the world is going to at least slow down and maybe stop for a few moments. And we'll be reminded of what the angel said to Joseph. Joseph, all anxious. Ah, my girlfriend's pregnant. Ah, we got all this going on. Ah, we got to go to Bethlehem. Ah, let's stop. The angel comes down and says what? Don't be afraid. Everything's cool. I got this. He said, this baby is going to be great. You just love Mary and you see what I'm going to do. And he said, as for the name, how about this? You can name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Let's not blow through Advent too quickly. But let's use these days, these moments in our homes and families, in our church life, in our congregational life, to find that renewal, that reflection, that peace. Amen.